0: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history.
2: What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for
3: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. (laughs) Damas (laughs) y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour, your inside look into the world of MMA. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez, I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves, having defended that title off for more than three decades, and straight up today, we're talking about the rematch, folks, that's right, for all the marbles, the USC heavyweight title, Kane Velasquez, former two-time world heavyweight champion, getting his rematch against Burbese Verdun, the man that just took him to school and beat him like Beat him like a rag doll. Should have been arrested for domestic violence down there in Mexico City. I mean, wow. Of course, took him into that high altitude. Kane had no respect for the altitude. Or Verdum, he does now, after getting his head handed to him on a post. The rematch, it will be uh, exciting, but there's no really indication that it would be any different than the first fight. I mean, Kane will be better prepared, but Verdum may have his number. I mean, a lot of times, majority of the times, the guy that wins the first fight, Always win the second fight, the third fight, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, uh, December the 12th. Wow, Connor McGregor. Who's he? He's an Irish lad that's going to get lit up by uh, Ho Jose Aldo, the real world featherweight champion. They clash December the 12th. Chris Wyman on the undercard against Luke Rockhold. Man, we got stuff to talk about in the world of MMA. World Series of Fighting, Russell and being suspended by the Nevada Commission for gouging. And guess what? The referee didn't see a one. Huh. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines, coast to coast. 1 800 878 7529. That's 1 800 878 7529. The Skype thing, that's happening as well. The address, Sports Byline, and the number two. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeart Radio, SiriusXM Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. Oh
5: 800-949-8707
6: 800-949-8707 Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800 428 1570. Agents are standing by 24 7. So go ahead and call now 800
0: 428 1570. It is, all over! is the UFC Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Yeah, what's eating you? Go, go, go. Cool sound effects here regarding Cain Velasquez. <laughs> A broken record. Wow, man. Two-time world heavyweight champion. Goes down to Mexico. Supposed to be like the favorite son. You know, the Mexican-American, the, the uh, heavyweight champion of the world. He's coming to his, his parents' home country to defend the title in the, the nation's capital. But, you know, he underestimated or he didn't care about the fact that they were fighting at like 8,000 feet altitude. Plus, he's fighting... A darn good fighter for a beast for doom. I mean, he's beaten a lot of people. He's on a good roll, on a hell of a roll. And, you know, I think Cain Velasquez just sort of dismissed him, just thought it was another opponent. I mean, that's that, it happens that way. Guys get complacent. And you have to realize that, you know, Kane got up there and wait. I showed that picture of him at ringtalk.com, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K, ringtalk.com. I showed you that picture of him when he was, like, coming back from that that last injury he had. Man, he was like,
7: Whoa!
3: I mean, like he had to be two seventy-five, two eighty. He had to be forty pounds over fighting weight at least. And then when he came down to weight, even though he made the weight that he wanted to make, he didn't look. He didn't look solid per se. He didn't look rock hard. He didn't look like the old Cain Velasquez. Sort of looked like an older version, maybe a middle-aged type of, of Cain Velasquez. He aged. The guy got old, older. Not only is his hairline receding, and God bless him on that. Everybody's hairline recedes, but it was Cain Velasquez. The difference from him. Uh, a difference to him from this fight, the the first fight with Verdum a couple of months ago, and his prior matches was he just had that that, that, that snap to him. He had that snap, that killer snap, okay? Didn't have that snap this time. Just didn't have it. Ronda Rousey's got it. Verdum's got it. Few fighters have it, but Kane used to have that. Kane used to walk on water when he entered the octagon. It was a different world when Kane Velasquez walked in there. Look, with the exception of that fluke knockout, to Junior Dos Santos. And that's what it was a fluke knockout. And the reason why I say this is, you know, in boxing, having won four Golden Glove Championships, having never been knocked out per se, ah, never went to sleep, Um, I can tell you that, you know, getting knocked out early, early knockouts, sometimes they're, they, when I call them flukes, is that guys aren't warmed up or guys aren't ready or they're just not, you know, in, in the mood to take a punch and something happens and boom, they get clocked and it's all over with, okay? So that's the important thing when you're a trainer or you're a corner man is you want to get your fighter back after the first round. I mean, you know, winning the first round is important, especially in an amateur fight when there were three rounds. But, you know, winning that first round is really important. But what's really important is getting your fighter back after the first round, being able to tell him, look, we need to do this. We need to do that. And, of course, Junior Dos Santos, when he fought Cain Velasquez, he, like, lit Cain up right away, man. Cain didn't have a shot there. It was talking about no time for recovery. I mean, but, of course, he, he drilled Santos in the rematch. Uh, beat him up over five rounds and almost beheaded him in that in that third fight. I mean, no need for that, and that's what I think that this this fight with Verduma sort of reminds me of. Is that another you know, fight just like that? I mean, you don't need it. I don't think Cain Velasquez needs to get back in the octagon right away with the best fighter in the world as far as heavyweights concerned. I think he should have a he should run through a couple of guys first. It's just the way. I mean, former champ deserve a rematch right away, probably former two time champ, but you know. I think for his own well being. I mean, for his own well being, I think he should go back to the gym, work on things, make sure he doesn't get hurt. See, that's another thing. He's always getting hurt, and that's got to be playing in his psyche to an extent. You know, can I do this? Can I can I go all out in training? Can I? You know, is this going to happen? Because you know, he's gotten hurt and he's been dogged by the UFC brass, and maybe they're putting him back in this fight right away to as some type of payback. You know, to say, look, we're ready to help you we're with you. We're sorry we dogged you. Dana White, sorry we dogged you leading up to that fight about the injuries and things they had coming out of the American Kickboxing Academy where they trained down there in Silicon Valley, USA. Okay, so Dana had some horrible things to say about the team, about the training, the fact that a lot of guys get hurt there. Well, they train hard, and they train their hardest, okay, and sometimes you just overdo it. Combat sports is real easy. Boxing, not so. MMA, very much so, because there's so many different facets to it. I mean, you have the ground game. You have your, I mean, your grappling, your, your jiu-jitsu, I mean, your boxing, your stand-up, your kickboxing, all these different facets, okay? And, of course, bring guys bring different elements of martial arts into the game. Ronda Rousey brings judo. Other guys bring karate. Some guys bring, uh, ju- I mean, it's just kung fu. You You name it. All these mixed martial arts are coming together, and that's where the... World of mixed martial arts is now in 2015, a hodgepodge of a bunch of styles. Okay, now Cain Velasquez, his style, he's learned how to box a little bit. He's got a pretty good jab, knows how to work beyond the jab and things like that. But guess what? Verdun may have a better jab. And that's what's happening here is that he may have met a guy that's bigger and better than him. When you meet a guy that's bigger and better, bigger and better, a lot of times wins. It's hard to be smaller and less and win. I mean, I always like big. Always like big. Got to go with big all the ways one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine 878 That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. So Glover to Sarah, back in the light heavyweight mix after taking on Ovin St. Proust. Of course, that was on USC Fight Night the 8th of August from Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, USC coming back with Holloway and uh, Oliveira. That's going to go from, get this, they're going to Canada for that one, Satchel Con, Canada. That's USC Fight Night August the 23rd. After that, it's the MGM Grand Back for uh, Demetrius Johnson, USC 191, of course, defending the world flyweight Chamber September the fifth. So lots of dates we want to talk about in the world of USC. But straight up, still the thing nagging me is this—you know, this this uniform thing with the with the USC and Reebok. It nags me because you know I believe in, in in fair labor. I believe that you know you should be able to get paid when you perform, whether you're a boxer, whether you're a janitor, whether you're a producer, whether you're a radio talk shows, whether you're a hooker. OK, you deserve to get paid the max. You should be able to be, be you should be paid for your talents and your abilities. OK, and if your abilities are to sell things to certain sponsors, I think you should be able to do that. I mean, I can't imagine a, a boxer promoter saying, you know what? I'm not going to let you wear, you know, Gino's Gino's uh, Gino's hot dogs on your trunks coming into the ring. Now it's going to cost you one hundred thousand dollars, but I don't care. I can't imagine that happening. Now, boxer promoters did get involved when guys were tattooing, uh, uh, Golden Palace and all that kind of uh, online betting things on their back. They didn't go with that. But the trunks, I don't think they, they can step in there. I just don't think they can. Unless you've got something like pornographic or something like that, I don't think they have a right to stop you from wearing advertising on your trunks. But the UFC with this Reebok deal, uh, they've got to wear Reebok deals. And guys like Brendan Schaub, I keep bringing him up, uh, not a, a tomato can or anything like that, pretty good heavyweight, but he's not going to be in the UFC Hall of Fame. But he was getting $100,000 a fight. Just for the advertising on his trunks, just for the advertising on his trunks, and guess what? He's no longer getting that. Some people say he's now getting fifteen thousand bucks instead of a hundred thousand bucks. Now, if the USC's is willing to uh, subsidize him for the to the tune of eighty five thousand dollars, I say right on. Let's go with the Reebok uniform. Hey, USC's coming along, but they're not doing that. They're not doing that. It's like what balls Dana White has. The audacity, the hutzpah. To take money out of a fighter's pocket, listen, let me tell you, the window of opportunity for a professional fighter, be a boxing or MMA, is short. The window is open. The opening is like it, sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's a year, sometimes guys get two, three years, sometimes go go ten years, okay? It depends on the individual, but the window is open a short amount of time. Right now in the world of MMA, I think these guys have got about two and a half to three years max, four maybe, because of all the contact and the abuse in training. So they've only got four good years to work on it, and I think if you can't sell advertising on your trunks and make the big money, I mean, what are you in this for? To make like ten thousand dollars from Dana Dana White uh, a purse for a fight, ten or fifteen thousand bucks when you get a hundred thousand bucks for your trunks, something's wrong with that, folks. That is not the American dream. Dana White is becoming <sighs> he, he's becoming a tyrant. There's just no doubt about it. Dana White, the tyrant. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide one eight hundred eight seven eight. Seven five two nine. That's 1-800-878-7529. Big dates coming up. Man, circle these dates on the calendar. If you go going to Vegas, how about December the 12th? Aldo, Jose Aldo, best fighter, pound for pound in the entire world of mixed martial arts. Taking on the biggest mouth in MMA. Conor McGregor, of course, the uh, undercard. should Media not the undercard. It's a co-main event. Chris Weidman defending the World Middleweight Championship, of course, against Luke Rockhold. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. The Skype line, the address, Sports Byline, and the number two. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. Not on
4: somehow.
5: Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and
4: using drugs, you may need help. And your insurance may offer coverage. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800
5: I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family.
4: Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-521-3214. 800-521-3214.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. What the hell's going on out
3: here? Check the class 25 minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live worldwide on Sports Byline. Anderson Silva, professional boxer. Yes, 2 and 1 is a pro. Um, of course, <laughs> take it back. 1 and 1 is a pro. Got knocked out in that one fight. But, um, of course, he transferred over to the world of mixed martial arts, which he has had 40 fights, 33 wins, six losses. Uh, he said, you know, had some draws and no decisions, things like that, no contest. But the bottom line is, pound for pound, he was considered the best fighter in the world of the MMA for a long time. The longest reigning uh, USC champion, uh, along with Jose Aldo, of course, before losing that title. But Anderson Silva has been found guilty. Of using uh performance enhancing drugs, I mean it's 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 like history now. He's been scrubbed from the official ratings as far as like Sure Dog and some of the other MMA sites. have so like take him down from the a ratings as well as he should be. He's been suspended for a year. Why testing positive performance enhancing drugs? And this is not cool. And I keep trying to say this, and I re I reemphasize re- re- this time and time again, the fact that this is not baseball. We're not hitting. Baseballs out of the park. This isn't golf. Maybe Tiger Woods or one of his one of his buddies hitting a, hitting a drive, you know, hitting a ball like ten yards long or something like that. This is this is people hitting people. Okay, hitting people. This is just, it's just not cool. Of course, he got that broken leg against Widen. Widen knocked him out. Clear and simple. Boxing one on one knocks him out in the first fight. Boom, lights out. Bam! that was it. Okay, I mean, of course, he's been knocked out as a pro as, as a fighter, but knocked out as a as a MMA fighter, that was the first time it was like lights out for him in the world of uh, the MMA and mixed martial arts. But he came back, right? He came back. He came back with a rematch against Weidman. What happened? Got his leg broke. Oh, it was ugly. I mean, Weidman checked him with a knee. This is what you do. The guy's kicking. He's using his shin to kick you, right? So what you do is you block, you use your knee, the hard part of your knee to block, and you block on that shin bone where, you know, you kick somebody in the shins. If you hit them there with, like, a knee butt and they're kicking coming at you with their leg full force, guess what? Something's going to give. At this point, it was Anderson Silva's leg, leg they gave. It snapped in half, of course. Then we were getting uh, x-rays and Dana White saying, oh, he's, he's recovering faster than you can imagine. And this blah, 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 blah. All right, so they set up his first comeback fight. Against Nick Diaz. Pretty ugly fight. Nick Diaz, of course, uh, a guy that's smaller than 185, should be fighting like a 170. Maybe they should have like a weight Diaz, a Nick a Nick Diaz weight class, maybe like 175, somewhere around there. Because, you know, Nick likes to, likes to uh, Nick needs that medical cannabis. And I have to concur with that because he does need, he's got ADD and these other issues, of course, that, that help him, uh, that that prevent him from being social. I know other people that are, that are non-social, but that's, that isn't, uh, uh, treatable by drugs. But the bottom line is Nick Diaz does have some that Asperger's syndrome. I think some other stuff, but you know, Nick's a good guy and he comes to fight. And I think that if uh, he gets his act together, I think he can make a couple of good fights as far as a contender is concerned. But somebody shot me an email last night. Do I think that Nick Diaz can ever rise to the upper echelons of the 170 pound division or maybe 185? Nay, on either Just happening, but back to Nick Diaz losing to Anderson Silva earlier in the year. Okay, it was across the board. He did lose. It wasn't a competitive fight, not in my mind. But afterwards, uh, Silva tested positive. Wait, wait, Silva tested positive for steroids before the fight. And somehow this got past the Nevada State Athletic Commission, got past the people of the UFC. You hear that long period of silence? I want you to believe that. Yeah, right. Come on. You know that. Wait, the main stud takes a drug test. Like, a month before, like, I think he took it on December the 3rd, and he te- and then he fought on January the 3rd, something like that. So a month before, and, and whoa, I mean, take it back January 3rd and fought the end of January, early February, and he tested positive on both tests, but you let him fight, even though after testing positive the first time, I mean, what's going on there? I mean, think about that. That in itself is a scandal. But, you know, nobody wants to talk, oh, it was an accident. No, I don't know. You know, you know, the Nevada City Athletic Commission put, you know, put me on the, the eight ball there because I think that it wasn't their testing process. I think that that found this out. I think it was the USC doing their testing. Of course, now they've got a new testing process that anybody caught is going to go down for a year, a minimum. And of course, I think that had Anderson Silva just shut up and went in there and just took his taking his punishment like a man, I think he would have got six months, but he went in there and he talked smack. He tried to say that it was this, it was a diet, dietitian. He took this, he took that, over the counter, over the, Listen, I don't want to carry that crap. You're responsible for what goes in your body, especially when you're an athlete and you're fighting it. I mean, no question about that. You know what's going in. If you don't know, guess what? You should know. Anyway, Anderson Silva finished now when he's like 39 years old. I mean, you can't expect him to be fighting anymore, especially without the juice. I mean, hey, if he had the juice now... Did he add the juice on, on on a lot of those other fights? Because let's be honest, you know, guys just all don't all of a sudden start juicing. I don't believe that. I just don't think that guys get to a certain age and start juicing. I mean, Gilbert Melendez, the San Francisco, the former strike force champion, pound for pound was the best lightweight in the world for a long time, even though the USC had their own champion. Um, he tested positive. He's out for a while. I mean, not, it's not a pretty picture. It's just not. But guys getting caught late in their career, um, I just think it's sloppiness. That's all it is, because if you do this right, and I hate to say it, I mean, I'm not a, I am not, don't advocate cheating whatsoever at all. I think Tom Brady's a creep. The only guy creepier than Tom Brady is maybe the the guy that defended uh, uh, Manson. I'm talking about Vincent Bugiosi. Ew. Tom Brady, yeah, a creep. But anyway, I'm not going to defend these guys. I'm not going to defend Anderson Silva. I'm not going to defend the use of of, of, of performance answers. Because you know, as I said before, you are pounding on other people's features, on other people's bodies. Anyway, he's out consider uh him done as far as Anderson is concerned he's not going to come back he's 40 years old now uh it'll be like a year from now I take it back I think they'll roll the suspension back to like January of this year so he comes back in January of next year he'll be like 40 years old still but he'll be turning 41 in April just don't see it man I mean he really listen outside of steroids you just can't do this at the age of 38 and 40 people say to me oh come on listen everybody's cheating in some points, right? That's what people say to me. Everybody's cheating. No, not everybody's cheating, okay? Everybody will attempt to cheat. I think everybody's contemplating cheating because, you know, if, you, if you're if you sitting there as a fighter or if you're a baseball player and you're hitting, you know, a ball 310 feet and that's just barely clearing the fence in left field and then you take steroids and all of a sudden you're hitting the ball 325 feet and it's clearing the fence with ease, all of a sudden, that's great for you. You're a baseball player. That's fantastic, okay? But when you're hitting somebody in the face, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Anyway, Anderson Silva, performance enhancing drugs. Let him go the way he goes, uh, and he'll be known as a, a great fighter. But in the end, of course, it'll be all about the fact that he took steroids. Of course, Chel Sonnen had him beat in that fight over in Oakland, California. It was like in 2008, man. And, and Chael lost in the last round after losing four straight rounds. But then Chael turned up dirty for steroids in that fight. Of course, Chael Sonnen is suspended by the UFC, uh, I think, for life now. Hasn't he been he caught like the second or third time for steroids? Nevada Commission not too happy with Chael Sonnen. He's got a job with Fox Sports. Do it up, Chael. Always a good guy in front of the mic, and I told him he does one of the, one of the best stand-ups. Him and Josh Barnett, I think, the two best stand-ups in MMA, and that's what hurts. The aforementioned Cain Velasquez, the UFC former heavyweight champion, of course, going to clash with Verdum, for Reese Newman in a rematch date uh, not yet set. Probably be the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, but, uh, you know. He's just not a good mic man. You can't get. You have to be the baddest dude in the world to sit there and at least be able to say something. Mike Tyson went out there and said, "I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your mother. I'm going to eat your children." And things like that, you know. But Kane just goes out there and goes, hey, mm, mm, mm. he sort of grumbles like Milton the monster, like some old cartoon show or something like that. But he's got to be more expressive. He's got to talk to talk. Yes, he can walk to walk, but look at Ronda Rousey. Look at the door she's opening. Man, she's like going to be like a superstar in Hollywood. I told you. People said to me, Pedro. Hey, excuse me Pedro you know it's just a girl you like the girl she's easy to look at so you're blowing all the smoke up her skirt she's not going to be that great she's not going to change the world she's transformed the entire world everybody looks at the world of mixed martial arts and women in combat sports on a totally different level now because of one Ronda Rousey of course when she gets that match with Chris Cyborg Santos I think they're going to do this I think in January or February of 2016 when that fact comes and goes if she wins and there's a good chance she will but there's a good chance she won't because Cyborg is big, bad and strong. Cyborg's the real deal, man. Cyborg's not a joke. She's not, you know, I laugh about her sounding like a Filipino transsexual and things like that on the on the show cuz she has that voice. You know? So but you know she's the I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with her. I seriously wouldn't mess with her. She would destroy most men. Hey, Floyd, are you listening? Yeah, of course, Floyd Mayweather. That was a big story at ringtalk.com this week and all over Google after Ronda Rousey said on a TV show on Reddit TV MMA last week that she would fight Floyd Mayweather in a no-rules type of fight. In other words, you fight him in the octagon. In boxing, she admits Floyd would beat her. Okay, But as far as the fight's concerned, she'd kick his ass. And guess what? No comment from Floyd Mayweather. The big mouth it is, The more mouth that roared, okay, the guy that made, uh, you know, I can't believe nobody in MMA made $200 million in one night for 36 minutes for the work. Well, you could make half a billion dollars if you were to fight this girl in an MMA fight. I think that's what kind of money we're talking about. Seriously, it would be the biggest fight of all time, the battle of the sexes. It would make the, the tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs back in 1978 look like, a four a four round prelim fight. I kid you not. This will be this will do it. Battle of the sexes, especially if it's a uh, if it's a fight in which you know Ronda can mix it up and do her thing. She's going to be favored. She's going to be favored over a much stronger and bigger man. Why is that? She is the real deal, folks. There are exceptions to every rule. Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg Santos, Lucia Riker, and Wolf. These are four women that can kick the snot out of everybody, including the guy in front of this mic. Straight up. <clears throat> Gotta love Ronda. Straight up, Ronda Rousey, of course, Chris Cyborg, Santos. January, I think they'll announce it. That. that might be a, a co main event with the Kane uh, Velasquez versus Free Beast for doing a rematch. The reason why I'm saying that is that they're looking to generate big, big numbers on pay per view because the numbers are dropping. Why are they dropping? Hmm. You tell me, Dana White. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 1 800 878 7529. It's 1 800 878 7529. This is Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and SiriusXM Satellite Radio, as well as the American Forces Network.
8: at web.com want to build your business a successful website For free, just like they did for these Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days. Plus, promote your site on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing.
2: If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously.
8: Call now to get your website built for free. If after 30 days you're happy with your new website, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for just one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call 855-254-SITE, 855-254-SITE, 855-254-7483, or go to web.com radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased.
1: and now it's time for America's favorite daytime fun show. Let's make a dope deal. Yeah, it's let's make a dope deal where young pushers try to parlay their stash into that really big connection and jump up into dealerhood. And our first contestant today on Let's Make a Dope Deal is former head of the philosophy department at Harvard University. He is the holder of a Ph.D., an M.A., a B.A., and is a B.M.F. Besides, would you please give a big warm welcome for Bob Bitchin? Come on, let's let me have a Bob Bitchin. Here he is, all the way from Harvard, Bob Bitchin. Well, it's really great. To have you on the show tonight, Bob? How you doing? Bitchin'. Bitchin'. Don't listen that far out and solid and right on, Bob. Okay, here we go. Now, you know the rules. You get fronted with a stash of 50 keys, and you can wager part of them or just some of them on any one of our tests. 50 keys? 50 keys. Can I quit now? No, not yet, Bob. You have to play our game. Okay, Bob. How many you want to wager on the first test? All of them. All of them is going to yeah, shoot the work, so it, main man. line as we call it yeah. here on Let's Make a Dope Deal. Okay, Bob, for 50 keys, what is your name? You have 60 seconds. Hey, I know that one. Starts with a B. what is it, man? I knew it when I came in here, man. (laughs) Ends with a B. No, don't tell me. (laughs) Happy birthday. 10 seconds, Bob. Bob! 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 Bob, Bob. Bob. And you win 50 keys
0: for the tensions spell
1: (laughs) here. Let's make a dope deal. Oh, boy, Bob. Now you have 100 keys. I'm almost dead. Okay, here we go for the second plateau. How many keys do you want to wager this time? All of them. All of them is going to shoot the words again, huh? He has okay. Here we go, Bob. For another hundred keys. How many joints are in a lid? 30 seconds. Oh, I know
0: that one. <laughs> Two. Yeah, I wrote big joints. Our judges say that's okay. They wrote big joints
1: too. And you in another hundred keys. Boy, the pressure's building. Here we go, Bob. Okay. Okay, yeah, now we're going for the off, big and final man. test. Okay, yeah. in front of you, you see three doors marked door number one, door number two, and door number three. Number Behind three. one of those doors, it's Bob, three, is 50 man. pounds of Lebanese blonde hash. Whoa. Makes your eyes red just thinking about them, huh? Okay, three, Bob, man. I'm going to make you do it. I'll give you $50.00. And fifty reds for your keys right now. Oh, take the red. No. no, I'll, I'll take give the you a thousand dollars and fifty reds. I want the hash. He yeah. wants yeah. man, the hash. Okay, Bob, here we three. go. Now I must red. remind you that behind the other two doors oh, are narks. Okay, Bob, here we go. What will it be? Will it be door number one, door number two, or door... Our what? Uh, narks. There's two narks behind the other. I'll two. take
4: the red, man.
1: I'm sorry, Bob. It's too late. You have to choose. What will oh, it be? Yeah. One, oh, two, or three. Number three. Four. four. No, no, Bob. There's no, only no, three no, 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 no. here. <laughs> I know. You're, you're nervous. Okay. One, two, or three? Two, one. Two, one. Oh, oh, one. number
0: three,
1: man. Number three. One, two. One, two. Oh, no, no. Three, two, one. One, one, one. Black light, like, no tap backs. Okay. No, no, no. You chose door number one. Let's see who's behind that door. It's Officer O'Malley, Yay! the FBI. Yay! You're busted. Three, Turn man. us next week. Oh, oh. Let's make a dope deal. What
0: happened? Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez, I don't
3: care what she what say, but when I make 135, she cannot say anything, you know, I'm not cheating, you know, I did a lot of, I did a mistake, I think everybody know perfect, make mistake, and I already proof, you know, I'm clean, and i ready for fight her any time. It didn't matter that Anderson Silva tested positive on two tests. And, of course, they did the – actually, it was four tests. What happened was they they sampled him the first time, and then they did the test B. They supplied two samples. The first test, if it's positive or if it's questionable, they test the second sample, okay? So they tested the first and second sample the first time, found out that he was dirty, still let him fight. Of course, then he comes back, and after the fight, he tested positive as well, so – you know that's four different drug tests, so it wasn't an accident. People didn't railroad him, none of that kind of stuff. It just ain't happening that way. Anyway, back at the USC ratings. Now we finally got rid of Anderson Silva from the ratings. I mean, I couldn't believe they still had him up there. I, up until like last week, he had to get thrown out of MMA, suspended, suspended by the commission in order to get dropped from the uh, the ratings. Anyway, top uh, top uh, fifteen. Let's go from fifteen up. Joanna J, the uh, <clears throat> that woman, that chick. That's god. She's a monster. John Hendricks, number 14. Frankie Edgar, former lightweight champion, uh, number 13, now fighting at Featherweight, probably the guy that should have got the fight with Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor was well, no part of Frankie Edgar. uh uh-uh, I don't think so. Anyway, Anthony Pettis, Conor McGregor, number 12. Anthony Pettis, former lightweight champion, number 11. Cain Velasquez, the aforementioned former heavyweight champion, going to challenge the uh, current champion, the man that slaughtered him, beat him to a pope. Should have been, as I said, arrested for assault down there in Mexico. Man, beating up one of their homies. But the rematch... Things might be different. Kane will be in top shape uh, that he wasn't be in the top shape that he wasn't in for the first fight. And Kane Velasquez comes in at number 10. Number nine, the current light heavyweight champion, although the you know, second-best light heavyweight in the world, of course, is John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Cormier lost to Jones earlier this year across the board, five-round decision. Rafael Dos Santos, the man that upset. I mean, it was the upset of the year, I think, thus far, as far as the world of MMA is concerned, when he took out Anthony Pettis. I mean, he, he was good. Nah, no, I don't think so, but he did it. Please rank ranked number eight. Robbie Lawler, the welterweight champion, number seven. Ramis Verdum, the world heavyweight champion, number six. T.J. Dillashaw, the always improving world bantamweight champion, 135. Of course, taking out Renan Barreo a couple of weeks ago, man. Did it quick style. Did it quicker than he did the first time. He's the real deal. His striking, his grappling. I mean, those guys up there in Sacramento with Team Alpha Male, they just got it going on. They really do. I get to give them props. I think that... Dillashaw is going to be around for a while, you know. Will he? Will he hold on to this title? Luck has a lot to do with it, okay. But I'd still like to see him fight uh, his his teammate, his stablemate. I'm talking about Uriah Faber. I think that would be the biggest fight in Northern California history, as far as MMA is concerned. In Sacramento, California, we do it outdoors at one of them soccer stadiums, a baseball stadium, something like that. But man, that would be the stuff. Uriah Faber and TJ TJ Dillashaw for the world bantamweight 135 pound championship, of course. Uh, Dillashaw ranked number five, Rhonda Rousey coming in at number four, of course, undefeated Rhonda taking out Beth Graya about two weeks ago, and just knocked her dead. I mean, she was sitting laying there on the <coughs> snoring. I mean, it was, e didn't, didn't, didn't beat her up and get her in submission I think Rhonda really wanted to punch her and knock her out. And she, she got her point across Rhonda at number four, Demetrius Johnson, the world flyweight champion, action in a couple of weeks, uh, he is in at number three, that's one twenty five, the world flyweight champion. The world middleweight champion, the man taking on Luke Rockhold, that is the December 12th card, of course, uh, challenging Chris Weidman for the world middleweight champion. Weidman never been off his feet, except for, I believe, one time against Anderson Silva as far as defending the takedown. He's a master defending the takedown. He's a master grappler. But guess what? He's incorporated into his game boxing one-on-one. Again, this is the key. This is what's bringing Americans to the upper echelon, the top of the, of the, of the MMA game. Boxing one on one. This is what was missing from their from the uh from their curriculum before. This is what was missing from their training. They didn't know how to box. And some guy with minuscule boxing, you know, skills was sort of like, I'll box them. But now if you can work the top game and the bottom game, you're a well rounded fighter, you're well balanced, as is Chris Wybin, of course, knocking out the aforementioned Anderson Silva in that first fight, boxing one on one, left hook right hand, boom, boom, combination. Of course, wow. Ray, uh, Ray Robinson, thinking about Sugar Ray Robinson with those left hooks and things like that. But Weidman knocking out Silva the first time, breaking his leg the second time. He is the real deal. Ro- Luke Rockhold, wow. Luke's on a hell of a roll. I don't think anybody has been a, been a hotter middleweight of late as far as wins and surprising wins and punctuation marks with his wins than Luke Rockhold. So this is going to be a fight that a lot of people have waited for. It's a highly anticipated match as far as the press is concerned. And I think that Chris Weidman and Luke Rockhold, those two boys are going to do it out December the 12th. They might overshadow the main event, and of course, the main event is Jose Aldo, one-speed fighter <clears throat> out of Brazil. The only fight he's ever lost was at 155 pounds. His championship, the world 145-pound featherweight championship, is at 145 pounds. So he's never lost at his weight. He's always lost to. He only lost to a bigger guy. Chris, uh, Conor McGregor is a bigger guy. He's the guy that comes down from like 175, 180 pounds. Somebody told me that he was like. 167 2 weeks before the fight he had to make like 145 so 22 pounds in like a week and a half 2 weeks before the fight which is mind boggling but guys do it and more power to him i guess if you can do it, it still stay strong but you know Chad Mendez was no he was no test for Conor McGregor McGregor i don't care if he had a bad knee or a torn hernia or uh, i don't care what he had as far as the injuries were concerned i think that Chad Mendez going into that fight didn't know that Conor McGregor was hurt, and, and, and he was coming in on two weeks' notice, 10 days' notice, and he had to fight a five-round fight. I mean, think about that, folks. Last-minute uh, substitute for a fight. Why not make the fight three rounds? Why not make it a non-title fight and put Conor McGregor in a fight? If you, you think he's going to win. You think he's that good. Just make it a three-round fight and say, you know what? He's going to fight Jose Aldo, and when Aldo's able to come back from this rib injury, and it'll be December the 12th now, MGM Grand Las Vegas, so it, You know, they'll put it off until then. But, no, they had to have Conor McGregor in the title fight. Had to have the Irish lad in the title fight. That's the Dana White thing. I mean, Dana White's was like, you talk about wanting to be champion. I guess he must have a little chalkboard in front of him saying, I want this guy to be champion. I don't want this guy. Let me get this guy an easy fight. Let me get. Because, you know, you've heard the stories that Nate Corey, of course, one of the fighters in that UFC class action lawsuit going up against the UFC, you know, of course, accusing them of being a, a monopoly, a tyrant, a corporate tyrant. A, a plantation uh, for fighters, and fighters are be tra- being treated like slaves. Of course, that just that latest slap in the face, and I keep mentioning it time and time again. I'm not being redundant or repetitive, folks, but think about this. The guy can make 100000 bucks off the advertising on his trunks, okay? And the UFC says you can't advertise in your trunks anymore. Whoa, come on, man. It wasn't like anybody was advertising like, you know, uh, child pornography or something like that. It wasn't something like off the wall, but like Geno's Pizza and Tap Out Magazine and things like that. I think those guys should be able to sponsor legitimate sponsors. Should be able to put sponsorship on fighters' trunks, and fighters should be able to make the money off their trunks, not off a check that Reebok's going to give them. Corporate America, go away. Dana White, you may have to go with it. Has Dana White has he outlived his usefulness? I mean, he created this monster, the UFC. He turned it into a billion dollar entity. But is it too much now? Is it, is, has he just pushed the envelope too far? I mean, you know, he the four-letter rants. I mean, that was sort of cool when he started off. It was a novel, remember? Novelty, maybe 10 years ago, 2003, 2004. It was sort of cool. You know, a guy that every once in a while would drop the BS word or, or, or you know, say that guy had a little B in him, that kind of stuff. And it was sort of cool. Okay, It was sort of cool. But now it's like, you know, it's like Donald Trump. And he is. like He is the Donald Trump of MMA. Says stuff that's off the wall stuff that some people don't bother to fact-check, and sometimes he's wrong. And you've got to put Dana White in his spot. And I think this class-action lawsuit brought by the name fighters being Nate Quarry, Kyle Kingsbury, who will be on next week's show, I believe, um, and Kung Lee, the former Asian movie star, the action star, the, the Bruce Lee type of character out of these Asian movies, former strike force champion. Of course, these guys have, have launched this class-action class lawsuit against the UFC, and when I say class-action, it means it represents all of the fighters involved, not just the three fighters being named, all the fighters involved. Speaking of the fighters involved, of course, we got August twenty-third, the main event, man. This is a pretty good main event. I really got to give him props. We'll talk about this after the break. But this, of course, UFC Fight Night coming to you from Saskatchewan, Canada, Sunday, August twenty-third. It'll be on Fox Sports One. They won't jump you around from Fox Sports One to Fox Sports Two, but we'll get to get we'll get together with the odds on that. Couple other notes in the world of MMA before we wrap things up here. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is your inside look in the world of MMA. 31 years. Now, take this back. In two weeks, it will be 31 years on the radio. Now, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Oh, second week of September. Straight up. Long time on the radio, but I was a kid when I started. Mm-hmm. You're right. You are tuned to Sports Byline.
8: Walk away and twist your
1: hits. Make sure you keep him-
5: Health Markets Insurance Agency is a DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it. Or you have it and you think it's too expensive and you probably feel like you don't have any options we can help we are the health markets insurance agency we offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money whether you're self-employed on a cobra plan that's about to expire or or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, the Health Markets Insurance Agency can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. Health Markets Insurance Agency is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242.
0: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: <laughs> Don't clear your voice when the mic's on you. you. are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look at the world of mixed martial arts. Of course, we come to each and every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Sports By an hour on Saturday, we combine both boxing and MMA, and then we come to you on Sunday for an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. And we come back on Monday, SiriusXM on Satellite Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific time with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. Uh, August 23rd, Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan Canada. Max Holloway in the main event against Charles Oliveira. Of course, the fight on the card, I'm looking forward to this is a welterweight match between Patrick Cote and Josh Berkman. Let's go to some of these odds, man. The odds look pretty good. As far as the main events concerned, uh, Holloway is a minus 215 favorite. Oliveira 8, 185 underdog. And this Cote fight, hmm, interesting. Uh, Berkman, a minus 125 favorite. Cote, a plus 105 underdog. That's going to rock it, folks. That's going to be a good one. And of course, on the same card, there will be a woman strawway bout, a couple of lightweight bouts, but this is going to be the fight. Patrick Cote and Josh Berkman, of course. The main event, of course.
8: Uh,
3: I like the main event, but I, I, I still like, I really, really like Patrick Cote and, and Josh Berkman. I think that's going to be the fight tonight. I think it's. Has Friday night written all over it. If you don't get the bonus, they don't get the $40,000 bonus. Scott Cuddy will send them the $40,000 bonus in the mail. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we come to you each and every Saturday and Sunday. But I thank you so much for being part of this Ring Talk mix. Of course, yeah, we hook it up each and every Saturday and Sunday. But Sunday nights, we don't do it. We Saturday nights, we do it on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Of course, Sports Overnight America, the Weekend Edition, two hours, 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we talk boxing, mixed martial arts, baseball, basketball, NBA, girls' nude wrestling, uh, you name it, we talk it straight up. I've got some great co-hosts there. i call them co-stars. Big D, Dominic Jimenez, of course. Uh, he rocks here during the week as far as Ron Barr's producer. But he's an on-air talent, no question about that. Pete Belich, another guy on the other side of the glass here. And Zach Attack Young doing a thing from the City of Angels via Skype. Speaking of Skype, we are 21st century. Remember this. If you ever want to get in contact with the Ring Talk office, you can always send us an email at ringtalk at yahoo.com, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K, ringtalk.com dot at yahoo.com or you can go to the Twitter thing and that's just ring talk at ring talk r-i-n-g-t-a-l-k this has been the longest running fight show in history ring talk live worldwide a lot to work on towerpower.com check it out TowerPower.com. I'm rocking the world over there as far as music is concerned of course Rick Stevens working in with the Yoshis last week that was a blast that really was a blast and upcoming on the Saturday show the Saturday upcoming of course we'll talk about Anthony Joshua the best heavyweight in the world of boxing Boxing and MMA Saturdays 11 a.m. Pacific time, Sundays 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's on Sports byline, and of course, Mondays SiriusXM Satellite Radio 5 p.m. Pacific time. Well, I got to run, but until next time, I thank you for tuning in. Until then, peace, love, and last respect. Enjoy the mighty Tower of Power.